You see that, boys? We are... No, I can't see it at all. Mm -mm. We are live. We are live on LinkedIn and Facebook. (laughs) This is the PM Shift. And it is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Daniel's first. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, it's going to be a night of great music. Yes, I'll say that right now. Trump. Hello, sir. Preparing a, a, a bushel of virtual time. I'm I'm uh, virtually excited for that. <laughs> nice. And then our friend Michael. Hello, Michael. Michael. Hello, hello, okay. and happy Tuesday. Uh, LinkedIn. Mohammed, welcome back. Mohammed, welcome, back. welcome to the show. Good to see you. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Uh, real quick before we jump into the topic, though, how is everybody's week? Hello, mother. Thank you for tuning in. Paul, good, good evening. Almost sleeping, but I'm here. Happy belated birthday to yeah. the Brazilian queen of hospitality. Hey, there you go. She's probably recovering. She's recovering from her birthday celebrations, I'm sure. Ready to go to sleep. Yes, the hangovers do not discriminate on time zones. That's for sure. <laughs> they certainly do not. They do not. No. Um, but my weekend has been great. Um, it's my last day of a three-day weekend. So. Oh, that's exciting. <sighs> yeah, I go back to work tomorrow. I'm sure they yeah. miss me. Yeah. Hello, gentlemen, with an A, singular. Gentleman. Um, yeah. No, he's I've had a great week. It's been crazy busy in the sales office. Um, we're getting a large influx of leads, uh, a lot of catering and wedding leads coming through, a lot of people getting engaged, getting married, or looking to get married over the holidays. And they're just starting their plans, so they're reaching out now. So oh, wow. uh, we got a, a, a flood of them that came through, um, you know, on especially at the middle middle of last week so um yeah just clamping down on that stuff and um i'm starting to automate some of my workflows so it's feeling pretty cool but um yeah before you know it you're gonna literally be not doing anything and you're just gonna be fooling everybody and have this whole infrastructure of like automated workflows going on to the point where you don't really have to do anything at all with with these new ai that are coming out um we're going to put together a video um, how AI can facilitate your workflow coming up with a title still, but there are a couple really cool ones that are available right now that will eliminate like at least a couple of hours of your day. Uh, If you're working front office, if you're working accounting, if you're working sales, uh, it's going to be a must. Oh, you're good. You're good. I'm just doing a podcast. Yeah, I'll turn off the lights. <laughs> it's just a podcast. No, no well, this is, uh, you know, the, the life of the hotel living is security's coming in, turning off all the lights, making sure everything's good up here. It's like, oh, I think I scared her more than she scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Excited to hear about this topic. All right, well, let's dive in. Oh, all right. I Boom. hate that song. It's so good. 
that's <laughs> so good terrible it is it's pretty pretty cheesy pretty corny but yeah that's what we're here for tonight we're going to talk about the top 10 reasons to stay at a hotel instead of a vacation rental um i'm going to preference this with the fact that i've actually stayed at vacation rentals i've stayed at three um and i've actually never had a bad experience josh um, cue the virtual tomatoes please <laughs> so so i've had to the three times i've did it all right first time was in ireland when i went out to dublin because i didn't have any hotels centrally located to where i wanted to be i was working for hilton but there were no hiltons available so i'm like you know what airbnb worked perfectly the other two times where i went to la california there was a big group of us so it didn't make sense for us to spend so much money on multiple hotel rooms so we all stayed as a family in the airbnb and they're both good experiences, but there's a lot of people that had terrible experiences. Have you guys ever stayed in any? I have not stayed in Airbnb, and my goal is to never stay in one. I'll I have not right, stayed I'm going to go right out there and say I, I hope to never stay in one. Actually, um, no, I have not stayed at an Airbnb. What I have done is I've booked something on Airbnb, and it ended up not being an Airbnb. It ended up being a lodge. Um, so we were staying for spring break, and it was Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And I booked this on Airbnb, and it turned out to be an individual cabin at a property that was a lodge that was listing their their lodges on right. Airbnb. Smart um, revenue management strategy. Yeah, it's totally. I got totally duped into uh, thinking that it was an independent property. Totally wasn't nice. Little humble brag about hanging out in Ireland. <laughs> Dylan, if you had known me at the time, I don't know if Kyle was working with me at this time when I went out there, but I, I talked about it nonstop for like four weeks up until yeah. I went. Like it was just nonstop. Oh, did you know I'm going to Ireland, by the way? I'm going to Ireland. It was such a great time. Beautiful country. Want to go back. Aloha, Craig Aloha, Sullivan. Craig Sullivan. Great to see you. Just a real quick uh, plug, Tom. You can go ahead and share that. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say we're very excited to be on the show tomorrow. So right. tune in. It'll be at 1 p.m. Live? No, no, I, no, it's it's pre-recorded. Oh, right. it's pre-recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll, he'll uh, put the episode out later. I'm assuming, Craig, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm assuming it's uh, pre-recorded. I, I don't know. Don't well, listen we're to down for whatever, and we're very excited. So... Absolutely. You guys will see it as soon as it's available. Sounds great. All right. You want to get, so I um, was on Twitter world the other day and I seen a few horror stories about Airbnbs and verbos and just vacation rentals in general. So I'm like, you know what? I think we should talk about why you stay in a hotel instead of a vacation rental. So we'll uh, get started on the list here and you guys can give your, um, your comments here. Uh, first thing I have, I guess we can go with number 10. We'll count down is the cleaning fee. Most vacation rentals will charge you a cleaning fee. Hotels do not. Cleaning is included as it should be because why would you want to stay somewhere that won't be cleaned? Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I don't know like what like the price comparison would be or like how, how much are these cleaning fees? By the it way? can vary anywhere from like $25 a day to like $500 for this day. I think I might exaggerate that a little bit, but yeah, uh, once you add the cleaning fees, once you add the Airbnb fees or verbal fees, like some of these are more expensive than just staying in a hotel. Yeah. I, I it, like at this point, it's just, 
I, I don't like to have d hidden fees. I like to just know what I'm paying um, and just pay the price that it's listed and just have that be it. Uh, well, it's 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 on there, right? When you go to book it, it's not like it's hidden, but it just you, you it advertises as oh, just, you get what's the rate? Because you don't get to opt out of it. It's you have to get it clean. You have to you have to pay for the cleaning fee. Yeah. Um, so it, it tells you a certain rate. Then when you click on it, then it adds in the cleaning fee and and all. See, sixty five dollar average cleaning fee. Is that's that per no, day or that's per no day? Light number. No. No, not at all. And you would think cleaning should be included in lodging, right? Why would you go somewhere and not expect it to be cleaned? So, right. Yeah, I don't know. Cat, great to see Hello. you. Welcome, Mr. Christopher Allison. Uh, mother from the same mother. <laughs> good, Allison. Mother from the same, nice uh, from the same uh, womb. Yeah, so. So, oh, wow. Our episode will be dropped on Tuesday. Cool. And uh, Dylan says that's per stay, not per day. I feel like I've seen per day out there, but I've definitely seen a lot of per stays for sure. In reality, I don't completely feel safe, but hotels tend to be safer and better customer service. Daniel, stop jumping ahead, okay? Did you hack, did you hack my document? <laughs> Um, I kind of get it because it's someone's house and they're not likely to clean their own home after each rental. So they're probably paying someone else, but I think the rate should reflect it. Um, yeah, but it, a lot of times it's not someone's house. Literally. And even if it is someone's home and they're paying somebody else to clean it, it's my hotel and I'm paying somebody to clean it or whatever. Like it's the same. You're always paying somebody to clean. Right. Just and tie it into your it's rate. always like, and if, if you don't if you put your home up on airbnb or whatever and then you think oh i don't want to do this because i don't want to clean then you either pay somebody to clean it or you clean it yourself or you don't complain about it and you just don't do it because if the, if the money of putting it up there and getting bookings is outweighed by the inconvenience of cleaning then just don't put it up on there. I just, I just cannot, I don't want to, I can't make any excuses for the cleaning fee. I really can't. No, no. You know how much it costs for you to have your listing on there. You just put that in the rate, just like we do for our cost per occupied rooms, right? We know what that is in a hotel and we rate it out for that. We know it costs us $40 to clean a rooms. For example, we're not going to price ourselves at 39. Well, and you know what, maybe that's part of the reason why they they're doing this because Maybe it's true a single standalone home going off of like individual bookings and having to pay people to come in to clean one room or to clean one thing like at the quality that of 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 cleanliness that's demanded in in a high competitive marketplace, um, you know, where you have a hotel and you have somebody cleaning. 12 to 16 rooms a day and it makes sense because there's it's always moving there's volume there's people working there's cash flow um, and you just don't have the same cash flow with the home would you be opposed to a hotel cleaning fee just like a checking a bag fee like a check, check bag fee so checking bag would you be opposed free? to a hotel cleaning fee just like a checking a bag on an airline that used to be free 
So uh, would you be opposed to a hotel cleaning fee? Just like you, you know, similar to how an airline charges for a checked bag. Like, would you be opposed to hotels doing that for a cleaning fee? Yes. So would I. 100%. Why would How do you guys you? feel about getting uh, extra points if you don't have your room cleaned? If you leave the door hanger on and it says, like, you know, you get opposed 2,000 points if you don't want your room serviced. Opposed. Yeah, it doesn't matter these days anymore because now you can opt out and not get nothing because COVID changed all that. Because we used to have programs like that, at least in the Hilton world. Actually, Marriott did too because I still have some of the collateral around my office. <laughs> so it just... Yeah, it's not going to happen anyway. You guys think that that just didn't take off, or do you think that that wasn't profitable, or it wasn't worth doing? Well, be, because we weren't, the industry wasn't cleaning rooms daily during the pandemic. It just went away, and now it's well, not going to come back. back. Yeah, why are you going to bring it back when people are are opting out because they want to opt out of service? So why bring it back and give them something and and lose money on that? So, Daniel, they offer full service upon request, even if they haven't stayed for seven days, only because I don't want my scores to drop. <laughs> well, and it's it's a security yeah. um, reason, too. You want to go in the room every few days and make sure that they're not doing anything they shouldn't be doing. You don't want to find a uh, dead hooker in the bathtub. <laughs> of, among many things, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Craig's opposed to a daily cleaning should be an option. Uh, they try to the best Western, but it's, but it's a great idea. But in the end, if it's not properly organized, it won't work. Plus a lot of work for points for D&D. Right. I completely agree. It's yeah, like, you need front it's like please, you know, put this hanger on your door and add an administrative burden to our already struggling hotel. Tom will automate it with AI, so it's fine. There is a way to automate that. So. You get some RFID sensors. So when it detects that it's on the door, it'll automatically tell you what room number it is, put it into a spreadsheet, and there you go. You're done. I solved the problem. <laughs> I'm, I just can't buy into it. All right. Are you ready to move on to number two? Number two. Number two. No chores. Some vacation rental um, properties, at least it's been reported, have asked people to load the dishwasher, wash your dishes before you leave, um, even mow the lawn on the weekends if you're staying over a weekend before you leave is the key point there like if you're staying at ex extended stay like a home too obviously you might want to they're going to make you i mean not that they'll make you but they'll leave you dish soap give you the capability to do your dishes right right but, but they literally asking, wash the dishes for right. you though yeah but they're asking and you know this you because you worked at a home too i know this but <laughs> what i'm saying is they give you the option to do it during your stay if you want to but what greg's talking about is before you leave the property they want you to have this completed. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's always an option, right? If you don't do it, what are they going to do? Nothing. They're just going to, the room attendant will just put the stuff in the dishwasher and be done. But here, they're literally giving you a list of chores to do and saying, no, at home too, or these extended stay, like they're literally going to run the dishwasher regardless. Like if the dishwasher is, is uh, full of stuff and there's like a question, like it's been, they already ran it, but they're going to rerun that shit because at the end of the day, the dishwasher is timed to be like the, the cycle of the amount of time it takes to clean a room. So it, it's all compatible. Yeah. That's and bullshit. That takes a lot of gall, especially when you're charging a cleaning fee. Absolutely. It's bullshit. 
right? Here's doing, do your chores, pay us the cleaning fee and don't let the door kick you in the ass on the way out. <laughs> uh, well, to- well, there is a scenario where you're going to get charged a cleaning fee at a hotel. Where? What scenario? Right. Well, if you trash the room, of course. But we're we're just talking about a standard booking. And even then, it's like actually something that hospitalitarians debate over. Like, what's the morals, the ethics, the accountability behind the cleaning fee? Like, this is actually something that as hospitality artists, we debate these things because there's a gray area in life. In the world of vacation rentals, there's no gray area. No, uh, yeah, it's all a gray area. What do you mean? No, there's no gray area. It's all just cut and dry because everything's over the internet. So it's, you don't know anybody. There's no people. It's, you know, uh, so in a hotel, it's a living, breathing organism. An Airbnb is a flatline, soulless environment. Uh, Real quick. Neil, great to see you. Didn't want to forget you there. Lord Nellis. Oh, hold on. For pets, it's a deep cleaning fee. Yeah. I wonder. Um, they didn't want to jump or oh, forget ahead, Chris ahead. here. So I think young people tend to shy away from hotels now because of the experience of being unsupervised by staff and unbothered by the public while having an entire property to themselves, which makes the case for hotels because there's less shenanigans and people who don't want to be seen are probably doing sketchy things anyway or allowed. Well, I think um, that's a very woke comment, and I really uh, enjoy that. That's really um, like insightful and what where we need to be going with the conversation, in my opinion, because it's just it's it's true. It does make the case for hotels. Like, if you want to actually have an experience where, like, you're going to be in an environment that's clean, comfortable, consistent, reliable. I'm here for a clean reason where I'm going to be doing my business or whatever the case might be, go to a hotel. If you're not doing that, then you can go ahead and go to an Airbnb and be completely unsupervised. I think that that makes the case for your individualization. Leave their comments says at the airport on baggage claim carousel. <laughs> oh, that is great. I love that, you're, Craig. If you're seeking like pure customization, individualization, then you're going to want that focused experience that you're, listen, you're not going to get that necessarily at every hotel, right? And then even if you go to like the best of the best of hotels, you're still one of many that are being served. And that is a public place where you've got to be cognizant of the rooms next to you, of your neighbors. Um, If you want to just have a great weekend with your friends or relatives, um, you might need to be cognizant of if you guys are in the room of talking too loud. It's not something that you have to worry about at a vacation rental. Right. But that's why there's a beautiful thing called public space. Well, actually it's something I didn't add on this area too, is I seen a lot of advertisements for sound sensors to, for vacation rental um, operators. So if you go over a certain threshold, they can kick you out or charge you more. Yeah, this whole like thing that. is just bullshit. Like, it's not even a hospitality business. It's a transactional business. It's you show up and, and, and there's a facade of hospitality. Well, I think, no, no, don't worry. I've automated my, uh, I've automated my 
reservation to send you a note that tells you where the where the fucking key is and that there's a daily herald newspaper delivered every sunday morning on the doorstep but that doesn't mean that i actually give a shit and i think that's true interactions i think that's true for 99.9 percent of them i think there's a small percentage of them that do it right and do great jobs and i think there is a a, a market for it for those like people. unless here's here's my argument unless you are literally tucking them into bed at night and fucking waking them up with the smell of bacon on the griddle in the morning there's no hospitality it's a transactional business you can't just like open the door to somebody into a into a vacant house where you're going to be with sound sensors charging people secretly a list of chores cleaning fees and try to pretend like it's hospitality and then meanwhile you have an outsourced person coming in to clean or something uh it's absolutely a service without hospitality it's a money grab and that's all absolutely just a simple transaction with no heart no soul um it's actually in a lot of ways like i would have anxiety because it's like do they have a sound sensor in here what's going on how is somebody allowing me to just walk into their home like this there's got to be a catch who's watching me what's going on am i being you know like no, I'm not doing it. I'm not staying in one. <laughs> so Greg, what's uh, what's our next line item here? All right, where do we go? Number three, uh, Daniel already spoiled this one, but it is security. Hotels are generally safer. There's always someone watching the lobby. Um, help is always available with a quick phone call away. Um, Airbnbs, you're in somebody's home. You don't know what the situation is, where you're around, who has access to that home. How often was that, that key lock? number change between your this guest and the next guest yeah. previous guest and the next mm-hmm. guest um so yeah most hotels full service hotels will have some sort of security on staff as well or some management that can help you out you so you wake anymore. up you go to take a shower you slip in the bathtub fall go unconscious crack your head open you're bleeding in an airbnb you might be you you might be uh, barely identifiable by the time someone. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> if that happens to your hotel, it's the same thing. Yeah, if you, really let, if, if, if you left that D and D on your door, but you're there for a week, like what? <laughs> it's really not the same thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's not the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the housekeeping not. supervisor is going to have a surprise in three days. Is the only difference. It's not the same thing, and somebody. Who's, Somebody will probably, number one, you have a chance of somebody hearing it, recognizing that something's wrong. Um, I mean, I know in Chicago, there's the mandate of every room has to get checked daily. Are y'all not doing that? <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think the point is like Are y'all if you've got, if you've got like noisy neighbors or if you've got a situation you have somebody to rely on, you know, you're not necessarily having to call the property owner who might the my office might be closed. You know, hotels open twenty four seven. Yeah, I it's just it's a no brainer. They're way safer. There's it just it's like I don't even think it needs an explanation. Yeah, hotels are always more secure, and that's part of right. fire, Thank life, you. and safety at a hotel. Exactly. What? How do right. you know your fire? When detection? was the last time the fire marshal inspected your Airbnb to make sure that everything was good? 
I'm going, I'm to, going to India in a few days and my house there isn't built. We're debating on an Airbnb for our group and deciding on a hotel for security reasons. Not worth the risk. Yep. I, I've never been to India, but I'll be honest with you. I would not want to stay at a random home in India where I can stay at a hotel. Yeah. I mean, I went to, I'm going to say it again, Dylan, but I went to Ireland and I stayed at an Airbnb with my son who, when did I go to Ireland? 2017. So he would have been eight. Wait, eight you went to time. Ireland? Yeah, yeah. I went to Ireland for uh, for about a week for a wedding. It was great. Really? Great experience. That's I should tell you about it someday. Actually. I should tell you about it someday. But I was terrified, right, to like go to this country. I mean, it's an English-speaking country, but to go there and like stay in somebody's home. Like I had never experienced an Airbnb before. Right. I had never been to this country before. I didn't know the neighborhoods. Like I'm like... I hope I'm right. And there's a certain you, element of like trust- peace of mind, like with a hotel, like you're showing up to like a place that's like welcome. You're not the only one here. Like this is what we do for a living. Got yeah. you. Right. Well, it's it's a it's an institute. It's an institution, right? Right. Like yeah. you're you're showing up to an institution as opposed to trusting an individual actor that you don't know. You know, it could be the business might not might look really legit, but how do you know? It's the first time that you're working with this independent operator. Yeah. And I got very fortunate that when I got there, I I was in communication with one of the ladies that that helps run it. And she was there when we got there, walked us in, showed us where everything was. I had to turn on like a little heater to get hot water every night if I wanted when we're going to shower and stuff. I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, so it she helped ease our concern, my concerns a little bit uh, going into it. And we were able to enjoy our trip. But you don't get that everywhere. I've I've been to uh my last Airbnb experience was literally texting me a code to get into the into the house. Yep. I guess how I got in and out. Transactional. So, yep, exactly. They do not even if it's in a city that requires short term rental licenses. I think this isn't a fire uh, marshal. A fire marshal, yeah. Because yeah. I think here in Chicago you ha- you're supposed to have a license and everything, but I mean, how many of these places actually do it? I have no idea. All right, so we're ready for number four. Privacy. Hotels don't put cameras in the guest rooms, but vacation rentals hosts may put some in the house. They'll put cameras in the house. They'll put sound protection devices. Yeah, they're not supposed to put it obviously in bathrooms or bedrooms, but I mean, at the end of the day, you're in somebody's house, you have no idea what's going on. And I know there's always been the 60 minutes, 2020 videos out there of like, does your hotel room have a camera in it? Most likely it doesn't. No, it really it, doesn't. Have. There's it, no it camera. Really, no really camera. doesn't. I mean, can it happen? Of course, it can happen anywhere, right? I've seen it where it was at a Starbucks bathroom. Somebody had installed a camera in, in there and right by the toilet paper holder, you know? So like, yeah, that stuff can happen, but it's, probably not going to happen in a hotel you have more privacy um a lot more discretion too right from your from your workers of the hotel you don't get that from an airbnb host i don't think not typically no you really don't it and and in a hotel you just blend in you're one of the masses in an airbnb you're the only one i don't know i yep. just yeah yeah so privacy um my next one hotel gyms this is an amenity that you get at hotels so if you're looking to stay on track with some sort of like fitness regimen you know you got to stay at a hotel because most branded properties have some sort of complimentary fitness center good luck finding that 
anywhere else, any air um, vacation rentals, right? I've never seen one advertised. And they'll probably have an equipment usage fee advertised. <laughs> probably per uh, per pump of the dumbbells, you got to pay. <laughs> right, a pump fee. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then you'll probably have to wipe down all the equipment afterward. Not that well, you, sh- you, you should do that anyway. That any- <laughs> <laughs> uh, say you don't go to the gym without saying you don't go to the yeah. gym. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, oh, yeah. Going back to the privacy, especially after the Aaron Andrews case. Yeah, actually, I had an interaction with Aaron Andrews right after that happened. Um, and I can tell you that she was definitely still reeling from that for a while. You know, as, as I don't blame her, of course. But we do routinely need to explain to each ceiling monitor and what it's for. Carbon monoxide, smoke detector, sprinkler, hearing impaired strobe. Yeah. Especially if it has a little light on it, people get paranoid. Yeah. I've had two where I've I've seen you where said, TVs have, have light on. People leave their common sense on the carousel. Do we yeah. <laughs> go back to that right. comment? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's true. I've seen guys. And if they're driving in, they left it at the last truck stop. Kyle, were you there um, at the Hilton McCormick when the guest was hanging their wedding dress on the sprinkler, causing the sprinkler to bust? No, I was not there for that. Out of order. No. Yeah, two. I think three floors had to go out of order after. That. I was just there when the uh, the guy threw a uh, ottoman through the window, and then I was blamed for it. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> it was Kyle's fault, and I was like, <laughs> "How could this possibly be my fault?" Well, you know, front office manager is, is responsible for such a thing for yeah. the and all private cases. taking place of things that are going on in somebody's room it was like, but you were working at the time. Yeah, thank God I was working. At least somebody was there to take care of it. Right. <laughs> uh, there may not be cameras in the guest room at hotels, but there are. There is always eyes on you as long as the staff is doing due diligence. Absolutely. That goes back to my security line number three. Definitely uh, keep an eye on people, making sure that nothing bad is happening. Um, I actually, I think at the WIT, Kyle, we had a few people that put hangers on their sprinkler heads in the room because they were on the side of the wall. Um, but thankfully, they were all caught. I don't think any of them went off while we were there. If I'm not no, I, I do not recall that happening. You're gonna get you're gonna get two to three feet of of just dark liquid. Oh, I know. It's gonna be. I know. I've seen it happen recently. Uh, put a garment rack in the room to prevent that. Oh, there you go. Simple, simple solution. But some people still won't want to use it. I mean, there's closets in these rooms. Closets. You know, it's. But. And there's there's a sign next to every sprinkler head that says "Do not hang anything on this." If there's one thing I learned in this industry is people don't read signs. They'll walk right past them and then still ask you what. Yeah, they don't take a look at it. So, all right, Uh, yeah, Craig. Yeah, that's why I'm an anti-sign guy. I hate signs. Um, so you guys know you guys know the Double Tree, right? Where I where I'm located. Oh, you're at the Double Tree. A few times. You're at the Double Tree since we heard of that. Yeah, is that a is that a a Hilton brand? No, it's um, it's IHG, isn't it? It's a Promise, actually. Promise Hotels. (laughs) Promise Hotels and Resorts. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I'm not wrong about that, but I know you just throwing back Uh, from before you were born. So, uh, you know how there's when you come down the elevators, you can either go to where we have the morning meeting in the in the bar area, 
or you right. can go to the breakfast. Right. And somebody put an easel with a sign that says breakfast with this arrow going like this to guide people away from going to the meeting. And every day people walk in to the meeting or they walk close. And then uh, Craig does this funny thing where like if he's sitting there and he's <laughs> and he sees the um, the guests because the hostess is bless their hearts. But like sometimes they like they just they're not you'll never get them to do everything you want them to do. So he'll be sitting there like. <laughs> Got one. <laughs> because they're like, they're not going where they're supposed to go. Like, you don't need the sign. People, and then like, we'll be like, guys, like, literally, we've had like three people walk in on the meeting so far. And it's not because we're like, why is someone interrupting the meeting? It's because they're embarrassed when they walk in because it's like, wow, you're walking into a meeting. All you want to do is go to breakfast. And now there's 20 people staring at you. Yeah, and, and there's then, a lot a lot of people in those meetings and it's a whole big right. kumbaya circle like Yeah, and then so <laughs> sometimes uh the what I find to be hilarious is uh somebody will walk in and then uh Dan will go this is your intervention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I love that. Dan's awesome. Uh, uh, I, so I, that is actually worth it. I'm like, I hope somebody walks in just so I can hear this. <laughs> it's just so funny. And and the guests love it. It cracks them up. Um, but the point is, signs suck. Not related to our conversation. Oh, I could do an entire show or dissertation on signs. We'll save that for uh, another day. Got it. Uh, so Josh has had some mixed experiences with Airbnb. Um, one time in London, he had a pillow that was as flat as a pancake. I bet it was yellow as a dandelion, too. Well, is it a pancake or is it a flapjack? I mean, what do they call it in London? But sorry. This kind of goes along with the service uh, conversation that we'll get to is if you've got a flat pillow at a hotel, guess what you can do? You can call the front desk and ask for extra pillows. Yeah. Guess what you're not going to be able to do? You're, you're, you have a limited supply of Pillows well, there we go. You know what? That's number that's number six. All right, is um is service. You have help available when you need it, twenty four seven, three sixty five. There's always going to be somebody in the hotel. I know there's a few brands that close down for overnights, but those are you know those are most hotels you stay at. Somebody's there all the time. You you have an issue with your room. You have something that needs to get done. You have somebody that's there that can help you. You need a toothbrush? Yeah. What if you're in an Airbnb and the pipe bursts? What if you're in an Airbnb and uh, a, a bird flies through the window and it breaks? What if you're in an Airbnb <laughs> and something happens? Well, I had a small issue on my last one. Um, there was a, a big security gate for the driveway to park the car in, and it wouldn't reopen for me. So I actually had to call the uh, the host, and he had to come and reset us uh, a breaker in the apartment that's next door to ours because it was one kind of like long building. So he had to go and get into that building to reset the breaker so that the gate started working again. So I know it's not serious, but that's miserable. It was actually we were on our way because I needed to take uh, Nico's mom to the emergency room. <laughs> So it was kind of it's kind of serious, and I, my car was oh, stuck. I, I couldn't get it out. Could not get it out. That's actually really serious. Crepes. Crepes. That's what he called. They call pancakes. I don't know. 
It was an A cup pillow. <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. I just no heat. Yeah, it would have shoes with your AC and heating. That's very common. Yep. Yeah, it can happen. Things break all the time. And oh. then you'll get charged. Nothing will get fixed. You'll be charged a damage fee, and you'll be sent on your way. <laughs> As opposed to having an engineer on staff knocking on your door in five minutes flat. Right. 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 Exactly. Um, let's see. What's next? Uh, well, we kind of touched on this one. The next one was um, was like service recovery. Like if you have an issue, you can get it resolved. Um, so I guess we can kind of move quickly no, over that one. We didn't really uh, talk too much about, about service recovery. Yeah, well, like like we said, if you if there is an issue that needs to be fixed, it can actually be fixed. Well, you know? I think it also goes back to just like the gray well. area. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you guys were sorry, that talking was, at the same time. I couldn't hear anything. So, like, uh, my point is that doesn't include the post day experience. Like, you're going to have continued support and service if you're staying safe. For example, with like a branded hotel, you have the option to call. You know the 1-800-Hilton line and kind of give your grief about, hey, the management at the hotel that I was at wasn't the best. This is what happened. This is how it went down. You know, can you help resolve my issue? Um, that's not something that you're always going to get with uh, with the vacation rental. And everybody in the uh, hotel employee, I'm going to clip that and post it in there. Dylan, help us out. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> demonize Tom for saying that. Uh, but no, you're you're right, and I mean my main point from from all that is like if you walk into an Airbnb or a Verbo or whatever other company is out there, and your room's dirty or your the place is dirty or there's something critically wrong, you can't say, um, "Operator, I need a new I need a new place to stay." They're gonna say, "Sorry, this is all we have." You right. do that in a hotel, they say, "Oh, you know, I'm sorry, we can either fix it." Or worst case scenario, here's a new room for you. Brand new room. Don't worry about it. You're good to go. You can't do that with the, with one of these uh, vacation rentals. So. Yeah, and also it just goes back to the whole gray area thing. Um, vacation rentals is just transactional. Oh, you weren't happy. Well, you got what the, you got the transaction that we agreed upon. Uh, with hotels, it's actually like. Like, again, somebody might smoke marijuana in the guest room and you're going to be like debating as to whether or not you should charge them based on certain factors. Right. Actually, I'm going to do this one from Christopher real quick. What's everyone's favorite service recovery model acronym? For example, at Starbucks, we have the latte model. Listen, apologize, thank, take action, ensure satisfaction. Every industry has one of these, don't they? Yeah, I love I it. Never heard of latte. Um, I mean, Hilton's big on heart model, and uh, what was the other Maybe one? Yeah, learn, learn. But there was another one that I remember learning about at some point. But yeah. I'm a big heart guy myself. We were actually creating one of our own, but we won't uh, release that here because we got to finish it. So, um, so. Josh asked, does Airbnb even have a loyalty program? I mean, one that actually provides perks, which is funny because that is my next point. Loyalty programs, hotel loyalty programs 
are far from perfect, but they have a lot of upsides, free upgrades, breakfast or food and beverage credits, later checkouts, you know, on and on. Um, not to mention the accrual of points that can be redeemed for hotel stays or a variety of third-party sites like Amazon. Um, you have uh, there, we just checked before we went live. There are no loyalty programs for vacation rentals that I've been able to find. And you know what? By the way, I think I know the reason why that is because they don't actually give a shit. There's no hospitality to it. They don't want your loyalty. It's a single transaction because you're not coming back. <laughs> Let's just, actually let's just put that out there on the table for for a second. You're not coming back, so why would anyone like why would anyone have to do that for you? There's no anxiety. There's no failure in the belly to have a good experience to put your best foot forward for the guests. The the only thing is, can we get your business one time? Can we make money one time in a single transaction and then? again and again from other people. There is absolutely no incentive for loyalty. There's no incentive for people to come back. It is as transactional as it comes. It's the antithesis of hospitality and it's the opposite of what the lodging and hotel industry has stood for for decades, centuries even. So I just, uh, again, it's I'll, I'll never support it. Beautifully said. Thank you so much. Bravo. Leap and guest are the other service acronyms. Leap is the one that I, I never heard of the guest one, but I don't know what the U would stand for. But Dylan, I'm sure what, maybe, yeah. Hilton had a lot of different um, a lot of different acronyms too, because they have like great for their loyalty program and a bunch of yeah, other yeah, yeah. That's a newer one, I think. That came out in like the last year. They were changing up a bunch of a uh, bunch of stuff there. Um, I think Leap is IHG, if I'm not mistaken. Now, that might have been where I remember it from. Uh, that's a big opportunity for them. There's a lot of travel nurses and businesses, business travelers that use Airbnb. Yeah, but I think they figured if they're going to use them, they're going to use them. I, at the end of the day, Airbnb just wants their fees. Why are they going to spend money on a loyalty program? Right, and also it's like there's no incentive. Like Airbnb is not um, – yeah, they need more people to list but they're not going to like pay a property owner whatever their prevailing rate is for that evening if somebody redeems their airbnb points because that's ultimately what would have to happen yeah you'd be surprised how many hotel people are doing airbnb as a side hustle i see it happening and i again i just disagree completely with it now i hate to be like one of those negative people but i really do like I would love to sit down with somebody and have them try and change my mind about this. Honestly. I'm sure there's a few people we can bring <laughs> on to, to talk to you about it. I, but I, I'm I, open to having my mind. And that's why like, I feel, I feel bad. Like I hate being in a negative mindset about this and, and going out here and saying, I disagree. I don't like it, but I really don't. That's how I feel. And I can't change that. So, but I'm still open-minded. So if somebody wants to come on here and change my mind, I'm Kyle, if you were if you were given a rental property and told to operate it for a year, do you think that you could make it hospitable? Do you think that you could? Yeah, because I'd be tucking them into bed and fucking. <laughs> okay, people it. don't people don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't want that. I certainly don't want that. Don't do not do that. No, but look, uh, thought about investing in an Airbnb and running it like you would a hotel. So here's what here's what I saw that I I saw was was effective, and actually, as a matter of fact. Um, I uh, can't remember the name of it, 
Oh, it was called Off the Wall in Dunedin, Florida. And uh, the, this business was for sale. And as a matter of fact, my dad and I actually went there to look at buying this place. Um, and it was, it's a, it's, it's a hotel slash short-term rental, I guess. They have it listed in both, like, online you can book direct or they have it listed on those, like, as a reservation search engine. And it's like, there's six rooms inside this main, like, building, six rooms, all different themes. And then there's, like, four cabins that are all different themes on this property. And then uh, there's a pool and then there's an owner's residence where they have like a garage and then above their garage they have a place where they live with their family and that was actually something like i said i was actually looking at buying that with my family to live there and operate this like 10 room hotel lodging short-term rental type of thing but what they did was they had a centralized area where you would get breakfast every day made to order breakfast they would have a menu every day and you could just choose off of the menu boom and the owners are making breakfast and they're talking there's hospitality you know you go out to the pool the owner's skimming the pool like so there's still like it's still their property that you're actively on and there's an element of hospitality to like an innkeeper i think if there's no innkeeping taking place you can't it's not going to work and you'll yeah. and that's one thing that i'd be really really hard fetched to actually have somebody convince me otherwise of I did find an Airbnb vacation rental model that I liked. I was going to buy it. Um, it was actually, they were very, very successful financially doing this. Um, and uh, when we went and talked with the owners, there was actually uh, plans to expand and they actually had blueprints and everything ready to go uh, to expand and add more lodging to their property. So, um, so I found a model that I liked, but I think that's because that's because that's more B and B than Airbnb, right? It, it it it's more of a bed and breakfast type atmosphere mixed with the hotel. Yeah, and it's got to be. And like when I went here, like I fell in love with the owner because he was like, literally, like the minutia meant the world to him. Like he would be out there like pulling weeds, like making sure the grounds were immaculate you know, painting stuff, like talking about like he like helped design everything. And it's like, you need somebody who's that invested in the business. Like somebody has to care about the business more than just transactional. Yeah. Or else that's, it's never going to work. And that's the top 0.1% of vacation rentals that are doing it right. Because everyone's doing it as a passive income. I'm making passive income off of this. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at me. I got a rental property and I outsourced housekeeping to somebody uh and now i'm a fucking king no you're not you're really not because you don't care about your business that's not good business the way that i hope i don't know what you're saying it's in keeping i think the, he's just the I described. yeah he's referring to what you yeah, were hopefully you're not talking about these people <laughs> it's like kyle forgot the previous 45 minutes of our conversation well, there's, yeah, I just, if you're not really in it for the bit, like if you don't care about why even go into business if you don't care about it? They want to make the money. That's why. It's just stupid. Yeah. 
Noel says, I think the uniqueness of a property on Airbnb is what makes them attractive. Something like renting a mansion, log cabin, or even a large cabin for weddings, reunions, allow for a different experience. <laughs> XP. Nice. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I'll, I, I, I will, I'll give you that. And I put that in the small echelon of, you know, reasons of why you would book one of those type of properties, those rentals. But for the most part, it's just to, to supplement a hotel. It's like it's not worth it. You're better off staying in a hotel. Especially for uh, reason number, what are we on, nine? Nine. Uh, we were, I thought we were counting backwards. Uh, we start, Tom started numbering them forward, okay. so I just kept going with it. Um, reason number nine, food and beverage. So food and right. beverage offerings at hotels are hard to beat, from continental breakfast to full-service restaurants to even extravagant food and beverage offering, catering offerings. You cannot be to compare hotels to vacation rentals. I mean, how many vacation rentals offer any food and beverage? There's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, uh, Kat put in the comments earlier, she would get some stuff delivered, you know, daily at one of the places. But like, that's that's rare. It's so rare. Hotels usually have. Noel has a great point. And Noel does have a great point. Um, yeah, so yeah. imagine this. You show up at a hotel, you're tired, but you get in and you can have a burger and a beer. I know, Tom, that's your combo. That's your one-two punch. <laughs> one, two punch. Uh, I go for the wings, too, sometimes, you know. Yeah. Get a nice buffalo or you can show up and you can have a bowl of soup and a Manhattan. That's my one-two punch. That's your one-two punch. <laughs> or, uh, or even to discover a really cool FMB concept on property. You know, there, there might be a lobby restaurant attached that has some unique flair to it that you love, like – you know, a French brasserie or something like that's cool. Like you it show cool. up, it's, it's got atmosphere, cool. it's popping. There's, there's, you know, it's lively. You've got a server that's really attentive. Like, how can you beat that? Food and beverage. It has, you're at a property that has room service and you can get food delivered to your room. Right. The intimacy of that. If yeah. I was delivering room service, I'd be putting somebody's bib in their shirt before they eat it because that's the level of hospitality. Jeez, Kyle. <laughs> you can't beat that one two punch, Greg. You can't beat it. It's the way to go. Burger and a beer. Yeah. It's it's a good option. Burger and sure. a beer. Yeah. Um, is that quote accurate, Kyle J. Allison? Food and beverage is heartbeat of hospitality. So I'm gonna I have to give like credit to Craig for that. Like I've kind of maybe adopted some of the words a little bit but um i'm blessed because he really taught me that like because craig actually uh developed some of the first hampton inns in the country um and he said that he got bored he opened three hampton inns in a year and a half and got bored because it was just like plug and play like okay here you buy the phone you buy the the lamps you buy the mattresses okay what's next then they're open and it's like okay people check in they sleep they wake up they check out what about when you know greg i remember like working at the wit right we always talked about the sunday morning vibe of like you could smell the breakfast radiating out of state and lake on a sunday morning into the lobby and like there was a, a, a just a energy, a vibe, a buzz that was 
a stench from the food and beverage uh, operation. Um, stench. And I'm, I'm not talking about rotten food or, anything, <laughs> or dirty drains or anything like that. I'm talking about a stench of, of energy and hospitality. Um, Are you using so really, for lack of a better word, I'm, I'm assuming? <laughs> like it's something that cannot be ignored. Uh, something right in your face. It's putrid. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, I, think, I think Michael has a great oh, point wow. here. Um, I, I love food and beverage that. options at hotels because sometimes you literally don't want to go anywhere. Absolutely. I've Last time that I was in Seattle, I got back to the hotel and I just wanted to order something off the menu because I don't want to order Uber Eats, fast food, some some random restaurant to the hotel. I just want to sit in my room, have have some food. Um, and that's why sometimes it's disappointing when outlets close early because then it's just kind of like, you know, that's when you kind of run into that some of the issues. Yeah. yeah. Is that the wrong expectation? Especially because, you know, Tom calls ahead two weeks in advance to find out what time the restaurants close each night. So I know what time it closes. So yeah. when you tell me. Um, That's great. But uh, Indian Lakes Cave Bar was my first glimpse into interesting F&B concepts. Interesting is one word, that's for sure. You should have but, checked out Izzy and Moe's during their Swingers event. That would be interesting, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, I would say, like, um, yeah, I saw that on the schedule, Craig. I'm really looking forward to that uh, that uh, that panel because I think it's relevant. Everyone needs to refuel and up your F&B game because people are so tired um, of, of food and beverage. They don't want to do it. It's very hard to do. Um, it's hard to do right. There's a lack of talent in food and beverage overall. Um, so a lot of things get missed. Um, it's the heart of hospitality. So you got it is. So you have to right. like people have to become good at it. Um, that's why like one reason why I'm blessed with with Craig is he's like, if you don't learn this, you're not going to be as valuable. Like if you learn it, you're going to be worth way more money in the future because nobody else is going to know how to do it anymore because everyone's getting and this was a few years ago, and now we see how everyone's getting away from it. Everyone's moving away from it. So if everyone's moving away from it, who's going to know how to do it? Nobody, except for the people who are doing it. So uh, I, I strongly advise people learn it. If I can start over in my hotel career, it would be to start in food and beverage and not start out in the rooms. It would be I would start in food and beverage because I think that you could easily go to, like it's an easier transition from food and beverage to rooms than it is from rooms to food and beverage. Um, it's painful going from rooms to food and beverage, very painful. Um, so I would, if I could go back in time, I would have probably started, I would probably say in banquets, if I could go back in time, bank, I would have started out as a banquet server, become a banquet captain, assistant banquet manager, banquet manager, director of banquets, whatever. You would have been a banquet server for like 30 years before you would have become a captain. So because you're in Chicago, you were, you started off in Chicago. Where would you? No, have I'm talking away? about like, if I could have started, I'm literally thinking about if I could have started Indian lakes, where should I, where would I have started? Oh, I should have started out in uh, banquets and then even done uh, the a la carte in the restaurants too, because like, 
you know, you can learn a lot from like, like, I remember like there was one day that like, it was Christmas Eve. Were you there? It was Christmas Eve and the food didn't come in. I I remember. And we had no food. It. I don't, I don't think I was there that night. So we actually had like a prefix menu or something. And it was like, we had all these specials and stuff that we were advertising. It was either a prefix menu or specials for Christmas Eve or something. And we had like reservations, like people were actually coming in for it, but we didn't have any of the food. So there was a food and beverage manager there who was panicking and frozen, a young inexperienced food and beverage person just basically plugged in there as like a mindless person to do that. Didn't know what to do. Calls in one of the experienced seasoned food and beverage leaders. And that person walks in calm, cool, and collected, goes into the freezer, goes into the fridge, pulls out some French onion soup, pulls out some this, pulls out some that, boom. They created a menu and that became, oh no. So what it was, was there was all these specials and all this stuff and everything was like 86 on the regular menu and the specials because they ran out of food. This person created a prefix menu for Christmas Eve based on the food that was, and it was a, it was a well-rounded menu. There was a salad, there was a soup, there was entree options, a couple entrees and a dessert based out of mismatched stuff that was in the, uh, in, in the, in the refrigerator. And this is something that like, if you're in rooms, you don't get to do. Nobody teaches you how to do that. Nobody shows you what to do. And it sounds easy, but it's not easy. You know what though, Kyle, I'm going to tell you one thing. If you had started an F and B, you wouldn't be reading right now. Facts. Rooms is what brought you where you were at now. Right. I'm not saying like I regret it. I'm just saying like no, no, no. You're trying to regret knowing me. No, we're fighting. We are fighting. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry. So Chris, I was going to say hello. Welcome to the show. Chris Green started in F and B. That's the uh, president and CEO of uh, Chesapeake Hotels and Resorts. F and B and hotels is the most polarizing scored category. So easy to get it wrong. I think that's what it said. You closed it on me. Yeah, it is easy to get it wrong. God, Tom's just got like a trigger finger over here. He's ready to go. Um, all right. And uh, we'll do this last but not least. Number 10 of the top 10 reasons to stay in hotels instead of vacation rentals. Ambiance and atmosphere. Boom. Boom. You show up. Imagine this in, a, in the right hotel. You show up. It's lit properly. The lighting is right. You show up. The grounds are right. You show up. The front door is opening right for you or somebody's opening it for you. You show up, somebody's parking your car for you or you're parking it in a well-lit, convenient location. Boom, you show up. Somebody, you walk in and there's music playing. So there's lighting, there's music. Oh. <laughs> What's going on? You smell that? You smell that? That's the fucking uh, the stench? Here that, we're, that we're piping through here. Oh, that was the stench. And we're paying a lot of money to do this, by the way. And we're piping this in. So you have a five senses experience. So you walk in, you see the good lighting, you see the friendly smiles, you see the decor, you you uh, you hear the music that's playing, you smell the scent air that we're piping through, or you smell the food. Oh, now you hear in the distance the clinking and clattering of plates and glassware and the hushed, muffled conversations of people enjoying a drink and something to eat in the, in the restaurant over there. 
And then you see, you know, uh, somebody talking on the phone in the corner on their laptop and they go, okay, boom. Now I feel like, okay, we doing business in here. We doing business. We got this whole vibe going. And then you come and you talk to people, you know, boom, you go into the elevator. That's a different experience. The doors close. There's different music playing. You go up the elevator, the corridors, how do the corridors look? What's the condition of the carpet? This whole experience, boom. You click your key on the door. You open the door. What's the weight of the door feel like? Does that feel secure? Does that feel safe? <laughs> what is going on right now? I don't know. And then you walk in, boom, that, that you open the door, boom, you feel the weight of it. And then all of a sudden that air conditioning hits you, boom, fresh. Then you realize it's January. What the fuck is the air conditioning going on? <laughs> well, you open the, you open the door to the room and it's like opening a present. Right. And you see that crisp white, that, that sheet tuck. And you know that like, you're literally going to like, like you're going to like wedge yourself under the sheets when you cl climb into bed tonight. You know it. You go boom. The towels are right. The toilet paper is good. Everything looks great. Shower is nice. Walk in shower. Everything is comfortable. It's reliable. Oh look, we have the door latch, and we also have the the um, safety latch. We have all the safety and security components. The ambiance is right. Oh, and by the way, this is a commercial real estate asset designed with science to make you feel welcome and accommodated. Oh, yeah. now let's imagine this. You're pulling up to an Airbnb. You're anxious. You're shaking. Do I have the right code? Is the host available? Fuck, is it going to voicemail? What's going on? I show up. They said the key box is on the left. It's not there anymore. Is it under the mat? Where are you? I got my kids with me. They don't know what's going on. It's dark. There's like, there's no lighting. There's no music. I can't tell. Is that the right address? We're in a neighborhood. What's going on? We're in a remote location. We're driving through a forest to get to the mansion that we rented. We don't even know if it's going to be there or not. We have no idea. The anxiety. When you pull up, there's no lights on. Everything's dark. It looks vacant and abandoned. Maybe you finally get the door code. You open the door. All the lights are off. What's going on? Is somebody in here? Am I alone? Facts. Cap or not? Tell I hope me. you're not alone. You just had then, the kids oh, with you. You turn the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> boom you turn the lights on what's going on here? and now you're evaluating boom you know it's like what's going on in <laughs> and then you have to go through each room it's like you got to clear every single room in the airbnb right you go in okay boom we're gonna clear the living room okay <laughs> then we're clearing the bathroom down. like you got to do this whole thing Hotels are designed to make you feel comfortable, safe, at home, welcome, hospitable. You forgot to mention that when you walk into that vacation rental, you have to go to the counter and pick up the little booklet that they probably left with all the rules and chores that you have to do for your weekend while you're there. And by the way, you know that they're watching you on camera, they have your audio recorded, and that they're monitoring your sound at any moment. They'll either be calling you and telling you to leave. Someone will be showing up or you'll be, your credit card will get hit with more charges. It's just sick. I'm never going to do it. Somebody, I really, somebody come on the show and, and make me change my mind. I really want you to do it. I'm heated right now. Somebody come on the show and tell me I'm wrong. I'm serious uh, because after, how can you sit here? I just walked you through the entire experience point of arrival for both 
options. And if anybody has an argument, I'd love to hear it. Point of arrival is the whole experience. It's everything. It's everything. Uh, anxiety is alleviated when you walk into the hotel. Anxiety is at an all-time high when you walk up and you approach the Airbnb or vacation rental. I'm not, I'm not going to spend money to have anxiety. I won't do it. Are you? Cut. All right. Yeah, a big part of that for me is just how much goes into the design of the property that you're entering. Like, you know, here in the Chicago market, some of these hotels that you walk into, the amount of money that they spend on the interior design of their lobby spaces, of their restaurant spaces, of the room itself, um, that there's a level of thought that goes into that that most Airbnb properties are not thinking about. I mean, most Airbnb properties outside of, you know, like the experiential, you know, coastal properties are maybe a little bit different. But, you know, you go into a regular Airbnb in the suburbs, it's just a house, you know. Uh, whereas if you're going to a downtown property, you're entering an experience that's been tailored for your for your arrival. Right. And even if we're talking about, because I know what somebody's going to say, right? I'm waiting for someone to chime in and say, well, you're talking about a small uh, substrata of high-end hotels and select urban markets. What about the, uh, the roadside uh, hotels and motels that make up the majority of the lodging uh, uh, supply in, in this country. Yeah. Okay. Well, even the, the La Quinta Inn and suites or the sleep in, like I'm, I'll tell you about sleep in. Everyone knows sleep in, right? Yes. The motel. Yeah. I was driving the other day down the highway and I was taken, like my entire attention was shifted to this beam of purple light that was coming out of the, like that seemed to be coming out of nowhere. This was a sleep-in property that had beautiful uplights designed with purple, taking the whole thing, boom, sleep-in. I I got sleepy looking at it. I was like, I'm only five minutes from home, and I think I want to pull over and, and check into this hotel real quick. That's probably because you worked for 17 hours, so you're tired. This is a... <laughs> That's actually what happened. <laughs> That's really what happened. You were just exhausted. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this is the whole experience that Sleep In designed their motel to be this oasis where like somebody looks at it and they feel like, damn, I should really pull in there, shouldn't I? I'm on the phone. Ah, fuck it. Get off the exit. That's what they're doing to people. So it's not just these select and then you get in there and it's quaint. It's nice. And I only, I, I was tired. Okay. I had to see what, I had to see what it looked like inside. The bed was great. And I had a wonderful night's sleep. And then I drove for the rest of the five minutes the next day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but the, you go in and it's quaint. It's nice. It's, it's understated. There's somebody there to greet you. You get your purple key card with sleep in on it and you go to your room. It's it did stay there. It's very nice. Um, <laughs> So it's not just these substrata of, of high-end, uh, you know, hundreds of million dollars real estate in, in the, these properties. It's also the the sleep-in that, you know, grosses $3 million a year. Um, it, it's everybody. We're all doing If you have a hotel, you're doing this. It's designed this way. Don't forget about the shitty neighbors that hate Airbnb because they are destroying the neighborhood. Yeah, they're killing the rental market. That's right. another thing. 
killing it. Hotels, they provide jobs. They Airbnbs, do. raise your rent, you know, $1,000. Michael, I'm glad you got Michael, the thank oh, you. Oh, good. Awesome. Just take a picture and put it on the... Uh, the interwebs? Uh, my dad just texted me a picture of the ambiance of this hotel he stayed at recently. That's a nice tree. I know you can't see it, but it was like, so here we are. We're, my dad's listening to this show right now, and he thinks about the ambiance of the hotel that he stayed at, and he remembers that he took the time to sit in a hotel lobby to just chill and hang out in the public spaces that are made available to him. And he was so inspired by the ambiance that he took a picture and then remembered it weeks later. And now as we're listening to the show, I will encourage you to think about an Airbnb that's inspired you in that way in your life. Yeah. If you look up the central station, Memphis, the Curio collection by Hilton, it's one of my favorite hotels I've stayed at as far as the uh, decor and the ambiance. I mean, they create music weekly for your guests that you have a speaker in your room. All you do is turn on the dial and the music they curated will come it's out. Very of it. nice. So cool. There's record players downstairs and a lot like it's just it's awesome. Check it out. I recommend it. It's an old central station. They turned into a hotel. Uh, so this has been 10 reasons to stay at a hotel instead yes. of a vacation rental. Um, I love the audience interaction today. This has been hot. It's been awesome. You guys have been searing at the pan. Yes. Thank you so much. It's been putrid. Thank it's you. It's been putrid and <laughs> the stench has just been overwhelming. I just yeah. I, I, I tried to get to everybody's comments. I don't think we had the chance to hit everybody's, but we'll yeah. try hey guys, to thank you so time. much. We appreciate you. We're in on Thursday. Yeah. On the myth, the legend, Josh Schreib, which that's a dope picture, by the way. Um, so exclusive interview, leaving hospitality. Uh, Barbara Walters will be coming back from the dead to do this interview. Um, Barbara Walters, dude, she just died. What's going on? <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock. I, I just, I'm, I'm done. Oh, wow. All right, so we'll. Uh, but also, she's great. We love Barbara Walters. But it reminds me of that she the interview with Casey Hampton here, whatever the situation was at the time. Um, I can't hear you. You're getting played off. Okay, well. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>